What's up, guys? I'm your host, Trevor Briggs, and welcome back to the Wellness Biz Secrets Podcast, where we interview real wellness clinic and med spa owners who are in the trenches and discover more about their business, their highs, their lows, and everything in between. Today, we have Tara and Jason, who are the owners at Treadwell. Welcome to the show, Tara and Jason. Let's go ahead and start by telling the listeners where you guys are located and what services you provide. Yeah, sure, Trevor. Thank you. Uh, we are Treadwell uh, Grooming and Wellness. We have a couple of locations in Houston, uh, both fairly new. One of our locations is in the Heights area uh, at the new MKT Shopping Center uh, at Shepherd and, and Sixth. And our second location opened more recently, just a few months ago, uh, in the Bel Air uh, West U area at 4191. Uh, Bel Air Boulevard, right there next to Palace Social, the old renovated, was old, now renovated bowling alley that's been there since the early 50s. Oh, wow. uh, it's now kind of a family-friendly venue. We're kind of right there next to Dish Society in that center. Awesome. So you guys are pretty new, but kind of take us back to um, the beginning, the planning stages. Uh, why did you guys decide that this is something that you wanted to do, that you wanted to pursue? Because, um, I mean, owning a brick and mortar can be difficult. And so why why take that step and, and kind of come up with a new concept that it's going to take some education, things like that. Yeah, uh, great question. And it, it had been kind of a, a, a long time in the works. It really started from the idea of wanting to, to go into business uh, with, with uh, someone we know very well and, and, and trust. And uh, having had kind of vast retail experience, both Tara and I had spent about 18 years each uh, at a large national retailer uh, headquartered here in Houston. We we had multiple types of roles within that company. We were fortunate to kind of get to see a lot and do a lot. And um, over the, around, you know, 2016, uh, I had opened up a, a similar but different uh, business uh, where we do men's hormone replacement therapy called Ben's Teeth Clinic. We got a few locations here in Houston area. And um, so had some some experience in, in kind of that realm, at least in, in the wellness space. Uh, we ended up uh, being attracted to a lot of a lot of the dynamics around the men's salon model. Uh, it's a very underserved uh, category, even though it is high growth, and you're seeing uh, more store doors popping up that, that do service men in the hair space. Uh, we still found it attractive and, and to be largely underserved, and but we could do it and do it a little bit differently. Early on, we we decided to blend some of the elements of my other business into Treadwell, uh, which is. Uh, the, the wellness side of things. Now we don't get into hormone replacement therapy to where we have to have a physician on, on site, um, but we do get into some of the other vitamin injections and, and IV drips and some of those sorts of things with this. And this board, this concept was kind of born and uh, here in Houston, it was a couple of years in the works, uh, creating the brand, working with uh, a branding agency, and then separately a design firm kind of to, to build out our space to try to get the most out of our square footage. Uh, to make things run more efficiently. We certainly recognize we've got uh, some learning to do after getting the yeah. first couple of open. We want to get these things a little bit ramped prior to going um, on with number three and four. Um, and and we, we feel that we're, we're fairly poised uh, to do that. Certainly hasn't That's been awesome. easy. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Absolutely. So how many clients are you guys serving currently at those locations? Um, we've got um, at our first location that we opened, we, um, we, we kind of base it on number number of services. Uh, that's that's kind of hair and and wellness. Mm -hmm. um, I'll just tell you that we have that that number is kind of growing because we're still kind of in that ramp phase. Yep. Uh, but we are uh, we are not uncommon to see you know 30, 25 to thirty services in a day. Um, we've got uh, closing on a couple of hundred people signed up on memberships and the recurring payment. Right. Uh, 
that's most mostly in the hair and grooming side of things for for the haircuts. Uh, you do see memberships out there in the competitive landscape for hair, where uh, folks can buy a, a membership for a you know a six month or an annual membership. We certainly have that offering too, but we felt doing the monthly uh, recurring membership makes things a little bit easier for for both the client as well as the the company. So we've we've had some pretty good pretty good success with it so far. That's great. So kind of tell me about the model, like what uh, the the structure of the sales points are you, how are you combining these wellness services with haircuts? Uh, what services are you actually providing in the wellness space? Do you have your own um, wellness memberships versus just hair memberships, things like that? Just kind of break down. What does that look like for you guys internally on a sales and marketing side? Yeah. Yeah. Good question. So we have uh, on the, on the hair side, which what you would find a traditional barber. Um, I know you asked about wellness. We, we had hair, uh, face shaves, manicure, pedicures. That's certainly something guys are getting more comfortable uh, doing this day and age. Uh, on the wellness side, uh, we have um, the IV vitamin infusions, vitamin injections that are certainly a good complement to that, uh, as well as cryotherapy and in the infrared sauna. And so, our memberships are really customizable. You know, you don't have to kind of get this um, kind of like if you go to a gym, and there's certainly certain maybe some services you don't use as much, but you're paying for. You can get a membership to come in and get your haircut uh, only unlimited times, as many times as you want for a monthly fee. Uh, or you can uh, you can get a membership only for drips or uh, only for cryotherapy or, or infrared sauna. And so you really can kind of build your own membership to make it customizable if there's more than one service that you want to take advantage of, or you can get one. And the good news is, is if you become a member on any one of our uh, service offerings, you do get a, a discount that's kind of applied across uh, the service spectrum, uh, whether it's wellness or hair, you're getting a discount on those other services as well. So for example, if you become a, a, a recharge member to where you get our, our ultimate kind of grooming service and you want that unlimited, uh, you would pay $60, I'm sorry, you would pay $90 monthly, uh, a single service is $60. Um, and if you did that, you would then get membership savings on cryotherapy, infrared sauna, IV drips and that sort of thing. Yeah, and so I think, we're really go ahead. Uh, yeah, and I think the one cool thing. So if I'm a haircut member, I can get an IV drip along with my haircut. So a lot of men you'll see get their haircut yeah. and they get an IV drip at the same time because it takes the same amount of time. So there's That's kind so of the cool. member the benefit of being a member. And then same thing if they get a manicure and pedicure, they can get a drip at the same time with their manicure pedicure. And then you see a lot of guys come in, they'll get you know a grooming service and then they'll get an injection if they don't have time to get a drip. The, the one other thing Jason talked about, how many people we see in a day. So we are a men's space that involves grooming, but wellness is for all. So women are welcome in our space to come mm -hmm. in and do a lot of the services. It's common for them to come in and do a drip together. You know, it's kind of a new drip date uh, concept yeah. is to come in and do a drip. Um, so we're seeing a lot of that. That's really cool. So with the, when, when we think about the blending of kind of the haircut side or the men's grooming side and the wellness, has it merged together the way that you guys expected at this point? Because there is, I think that the space is growing super fast, the wellness, the clinic side of things, but there is education involved. So people don't always know how they feel about getting an IV or getting an injection or doing these things. Have those two ideas, those two concepts been able to merge together? the way you anticipated, or do you feel like there's still some like gaps that you got to figure out how to make them merge a little bit better together? Yeah. So it's funny you ask. We, I think they, I would say in large, they, they've 
merged fairly well. It hasn't been seamless, just just operationally and, and processes that are, that are involved in, in getting uh, an IV administered into someone uh, safely and effectively, um, and then getting them started on a haircut. We, we, we stumbled with that a little bit, um, working with our, our supervising medical director, um, our nurses on staff, as well as uh, the, the, the stylists and barbers on staff. It, it, you, if you're not careful, um, you could really interrupt uh, one of those services at the expense of the other. And if you're cutting someone's hair and they have to step back for five minutes uh, while getting someone um, an IV administered into someone, that can be a little cumbersome. And so we have uh, played around with different things to make sure that one is safe and, and sterile. And then also that, um, that, yeah, they can get their hair cut in a way that won't leave them looking like they got butchered, which we don't want to do that either. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's, it's certainly been a learning journey, but yeah, I think they've blended fairly well. There's certainly a number of, uh, of, of our uh, men clients getting their hair cut who, who may not want any part of a, of an IG drip, but as we continue to ramp our business, uh, we have a bigger net to cast to, to, to capture the interest of more people in, into drips. And as Tara mentioned, you know, we're, we're, uh, running 40% of our, our drip clients are women either coming in to get a drip while their better half gets his haircut, uh, or just coming yeah. in, um, um, solo. It's kind of been a little bit of a interesting branding exercise of not wanting, you know, to be all things to all people. Yes, we are a men's space on the hair side, but also we welcome all for, for, for wellness. Um, we're trying to make sure that we, we can say that cleanly. And that's been a little bit of a learning uh, curve as well. Um, similarly, yeah. just the advertising, all these services, you know, you can't only spend so much money on uh, cryotherapy or infrared sauna, or, you know, when you're looking to digital or, or Google pay-per-click. So getting, getting all these services advertised in a way that's been um, effective has been, has been a little bit of a challenge. We've had to prioritize, you know, let's get people in the, in the door for hair. Let's start talking drips because we have a nurse on staff. As you know, we're, we're paying a nurse to be there all day. We, we want to get um, people to come in and, and know that we have IV drips so we can kind of cover that expense as well. And then we've, we've yet to really kind of fully throttle cryotherapy and or infrared sauna mm -hmm. for those reasons. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, I mean, that makes sense when you're offering multiple different services. Cause I, I work with clinics that offer like 10 different modalities. And I think it's important to recognize what are your costs, right? What, what's, what do you need to cover? And then is it marketable? Like an IV drip is a very marketable through Instagram, Facebook, through those advertising pl sure. platforms, cause it's getting more and more popular. And then the hair side of things, it's a, it's a haircut. So like we all need, all guys need haircuts. That's like, that's inevitable no matter sure. what. And so that's a little bit easier to market and get people in um, in for. Do you guys specifically going kind of going into that marketing space? Do you guys specifically market like IVs or do you typically market your services as a whole? How have it? Because I know you said like it's been kind of hard to navigate that. How are you guys doing it? And what are you finding the most success? Is it Facebook, Instagram, Google, um, word of mouth? What what things are working for you guys? Yeah, uh, Tara may speak a little bit more. She handles a, a, the social, and we both kind of tag team some of the paid advertising a little bit. But yeah, we we are advertising individual uh, services. Certainly, we have some branded messaging out there that that does kind of capture everything that we do, trying to educate people kind of about who who we are. Um, we do notice that more people are uh, saying, "Hey, I've heard of you guys," when we do these these pop up events. Uh, I know a friend of mine went in and. And that sort of thing. But yeah, there is some degree of education still needed, but we are spending most of our, I guess, from a resource standpoint, hitting on individual uh, services. A lot of our social media is kind of geared at the education part, trying to get them to connect with our brand. You'll see a you know a photograph of a, of a gentleman getting a haircut while he has an IV drip uh, sitting next to him. So there is an yeah. education element we lean on social for, but for the paid advertising, we, we are kind of more service specific, keyword specific. 
Yeah, and was and there, would, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. I would say it too. It's it's Google and then Facebook and Instagram would be the main ones. But you talked about because um, people don't know what Treadwell is, so we are finding that you know we have to show them and educate them on what we do uh, in our space. But word of mouth's been really good too, especially at our MKT Center. It's just a up and coming shopping center with a lot of cool shops um, that people come to. So we, that has really helped us at that location. Yeah, because your guys' brand fits kind of that scene, so right. it, it brings in the right clientele for for you guys in mm-hmm. that area. Do you guys run all of your own paid marketing? like everything branding all of that stuff do y'all do all that just you two uh we ha- we have a, a service uh that, that we use a a third party that helps us with um uh, with that in fact we uh, we started off with one we made a change uh, probably about five or six weeks ago uh to a different um a different service provider who, who we feel pretty pleased with kind of how they're they're running things thus far so yeah yeah, yeah your, your guys brand is i mean it's it's great it looks really good it's on point Thanks. Um, yeah. So from the service side of things, what do you want to see grow over the next say year? Do you want to see more IVs, more hair or more grooming? What, what kind of, what's the goals for you guys over the next year to see in your service-based offerings? Yeah, certainly we want all of it. All right. But, uh, but just be realistic. Yes. I think we want to continue to see our, our IV uh, drips grow um, kind of on a, on a, you know, weekly average. Um, and we've, we've certainly modeled out everything. When you start a business, you, you model all these things and really they're, they're assumptions, right? I mean, they, they really are. You think what, what you can do, you try to be realistic. Um, it's easy to start fidelating things and saying, wow, if we can do this, that's going to yield this. And, and, but, but kind of trying to step back and say, what do we think we can really do um, with what we have and by when? And so we are, um, we're tracking fairly well um, on, on, on most of those. We would like to see um, our IV drip um, continue to, to, to grow and look, having the benefit of having seen this similar business, similar but different, um, with with um, my other business, I do you know do know what it's like opening the door for the first few months and seeing folks trickle in. It can certainly keep you up at night. Um, but so far, we've been we've been pretty pleased overall with the growth of things. Um, but yeah, and I think that once we feel comfortable that we're getting consistently um, the right number of IV drips in, we will we will start pivoting a little bit more into some of the cryo. And um, and infrared sauna and some of those sorts of things. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So uh, with everything going on right now, as far as the, I think I think as business owners, it's important that we. I don't I don't think we need to be fearful, but it is important to recognize things that that are happening with the inflation and rising gas costs and all these all these different outside factors that we can't really control but could directly affect our business. Have you guys thought about that, or is there any pivots you made? Have you had to increase your prices? Like, is that, what what has kind of come from that from you guys as far as just watching the economy kind of shift in ways that isn't um, it's a little bit un, unsettling at times. Yeah, it it is, and so some of it's still kind of uh, uh, you don't want to say wait and see. You certainly want to be proactive where you can. We have resisted the the temptation at this point to raise our prices. We have seen prices going up uh, not only in some of our raw costs and raw supplies that we 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 order um, both on the medical inputs and, and as well as some of the other products and services that we, have. but we also, um, we have noticed competitively that there are prices going up. So again, we've resisted that for now. We're not above our raising our prices in some ways. Um, it's one of those things where if you're going to raise them probably sooner than later um, is, yeah. is, is better. Just you, a, you can start reaping the benefit of it. Um, and as new clients sign up or memberships and some of those sorts of things, 
um, you're not kind of forced with that that challenge of do we grandfather folks in and if so for how long and some of those sorts of things. So we are uh, having some of those conversations internally about about what that could look like. Um, you know, I think when you're an established business who has been operating for multiple years, you you do feel the effects of some of those things a little bit more. You know, right now summer is kind of a, a, a low seasonality time for the men's salon and really just retail in general in a lot of ways, because at any given time, you got 10 or 15% of the, the population on vacation. It just, Traveling, it just seems. Yeah. And so we're, we're, we're still seeing upward week, week over weeks um, in our, in our business, just because we're still in what I, we consider ramp phase uh, to where we're still adding new, um, which is great. If you're, if you're still pointing kind of upward, that's, that's good news. Um, so, so yeah, to answer your question more directly, we, we don't have, um, a definitive date on on raising prices, but we have kind of modeled out what some of that could look like. Should we should we need to pull the trigger? Yeah. So overall, if you were taking like a thirty thousand foot overview of your business, and um, you guys haven't been open for too long, but if you if you did, what would be like the weakest point? Would it be acquisition, your marketing? Would it be your sales? Uh, what would you say is the weakest thing that you guys really want to kind of hone in over the next three to six months? Yeah, I think I think uh, I would say probably the. Uh, Operationally, there, there's kind of some some snags we learned. You, you try to figure out the best way to do things that's the most efficient, uh, maybe the most cost effective. And I think that um, when you go from one location to two locations, uh, things can be done a little bit differently. So we probably have an opportunity now to to step back and make sure that we are buttoned up on our processes, everything from how we um, answer the phone and, and how we how we greet, what we say to how we order um, medical supplies and when and kind of how often we're doing inventory. And so we yeah. don't want to have too much of something. We don't want to run out of something. So we're, we're kind of grappling with some of those typical operational um, things that just need to be figured out as, as you kind of expand. Um, and that kind of now is the time to do it. As I mentioned, we want to get all this learning down and kind of well-documented before we look to expand ourselves. Um, that, and then we have... Um, um, we think in the future, we want to be able to build our spaces out for less than what we paid to build these two out. We consider one of them our flagship location. We're kind of fine with it, but in order to grow and, and, and really kind of create the value that we want to for both our clients, as well as uh, um, ourselves and partners, we, we want to make sure that we, we can kind of build these things out as cost-effectively as possible. So, Yeah. And some of those machines like cryotherapy, can they can get up there in price. Sure. <laughs> sure. They're not cheap machines. Sure. Um, cool. So last question for you guys, uh, what does the future have in store? What are your goals like with this brand, with this company? Where do you want to see yourself in say five years? Yeah, good question. Um, I, a real quick piece, I'll get into the, the bigger picture of that. I just, won't, yeah. I will say we're, we're looking to bring on a, uh, kind of a full-time nurse. We kind of started like a lot of folks do. We have a series of part-time folks helping us out. We want to expand our service offering, uh, to get into to some of the more, uh, potentially meet meaningful types of service like PRP or platelet-rich plasma. We've got experience doing that in my other business. It's very popular. It's, it's highly effective in, in making folks uh, improve wherever you inject it. And so uh, short-term, that's kind of the goal is to getting in some of the bigger ticket uh, service offerings that can add value to folks. Uh, in, in, in five or so years, we want we do want to be um, expanded out into the, the seven-plus uh, location. And we want to have... Um, we want to be able to show good financial results. I've never been bashful. Yes, this is to, to create great experiences for people who come in and are our clients and, and patients, as well as our employees. Um, but we also want to have meaningful financial results to open us up to, to be able to have opportunities to 
um, whatever that may be, whether we sell or stay or continue to expand or franchise. But that's part of the that's part of the plan as well. That's awesome. I I'm super excited. I love I, I just love what you guys are doing. I like really good haircut experiences and sure. I like wellness. So those two combine is is that's really great. cool. Um, so if people wanted to figure out more about you guys, uh, the business, uh, what you guys are doing, where would be the plus uh, the best place to do that? I would say any of our social media platforms are good, but then just even our website, you know, treadwell.com. Awesome. We'll kind of show everyone what we all offer and do. And we try to stay, you know, all over social media and being active so people can see, you know, behind the scenes and day to day kind of what goes on. And we started TikTok too. That's a new one for us. So TikTok. Nice. We, uh, yep. and a YouTube channel. I guess we're trying all different uh, things all with platforms. our new agency. Yeah. That's fantastic. Well, thank you so much for your time, Jason and Tara. We really appreciate it. And I'm sure uh, the listeners definitely got to learn some things today. That's great. Thank you, Trevor. We appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for having us, Trevor.